second quarter will be underway, of course, after another commercial break, which you and I are going to really have to get used to the commercial breaks that will be continuous, I would think, throughout this uh, professional broadcast, I'll say. That's the intention, Spencer. Guess I got to make their money somehow. Yep. But, Cage, just quick before, uh, obviously, the, the commercial break kicks us out. What did you make of that first quarter between the Aces and Liberty? Honestly, star-studded. Um, the Aces got off to a relatively hot start from behind the arc. And it looked like there were some points where um, they had the upper hand. They had the upper hand. But you mentioned this earlier, and I'm, and I'm going to bring this up again. Bench play, you lean towards the aces in terms of their bench play for the series. But it was the Liberty who won those bench, uh, who, who have had the better bench thus far in game one. And Marine Johannes has proven key, leading the charge with eight points off of the bench. Um, Sort of highlight, sort of like making up for the fact that Brianna Stewart's had a quiet first quarter and John Quill Jones left, exited this game early with an injury. It'll, it'll be remain to, it'll be, it'll be remain to be seen if she does, when, when or if she does come back. Um, and you didn't. And aside from that one three that you got from Sabrina Unescu, they have there hasn't been much in terms of like star power, like some oomph from from the Liberty in terms of their star power. And if you're the Aces, being down three after one quarter in which they never really got things going, in which Stewart Unescu or Jones never really got things going, that's kind of a scary. That that's kind of concerning. But in fairness, Aja Wilson also really hasn't gotten going. She doesn't have a whole lot of points. And again, we talked about how they're going to get theirs. But in saying that, that's the kind of the whole point of the comment is they have to get theirs. So if they don't, that's even a bigger advantage for the opponent. If it's Brianna Stewart or Aja Wilson, they have to get theirs. Yep. You know, they have a bad shooting night, either Stewart or Wilson or just don't have the possessions to do it, their, their teams are going to struggle. Absolutely. So you got to expect that A.J. Wilson's going to be more involved, if not in this second quarter, throughout this game. Because I'll say, I'll make sure, I, I'm just going to say it before I try to you know fence myself like I normally do. Becky Hammond knows how important A.J. Wilson is to her team, knows how important that, you know, the former MVP, the former two-time MVP, is to her offense and her team. Mm-hmm. And kind of interesting thing here, Cage, before you continue. Um, they have the head coach mic'd up right now for the Liberty. Mm-hmm. While play is going, the second quarter has just officially started, which I think is really interesting. It's something rare, Cage, that we don't I don't think I've ever seen in the NBA. 
you never really see that. You'd think it would happen during regular season games, but not necessarily during playoff games when the stakes, when the stakes are high. It's very interesting to see. And Jones, as we were talking about her, is back on the floor and look, looks no worse for wear after that Dirk-type fadeaway. The, the Dirk-esque shot. Ray for three. No good. And Jones handing it off to UNESCO. And Jones in the post. She is kind of out, though, Cage. She's basically at the elbow. And three in the key call. Actually, it was a defensive three seconds. Which almost never gets called, Cage. And it's, yeah, against the Aces, obviously, on defense. I think it's Young who's complaining who got the call. Is Ineski will take the one shot for it. So four defensive three in the key. It is exactly like offensive three in the key. But instead of switching possession... You get one free throw and the ball back. And Becky Hammond is incensed that they called her for three in the for defensive three in the key, because they almost well, never call it. Well, the call, well, the broadcast went out a bit because uh, he may have said something not so nice. Yeah, may have said something that you can't repeat on national television, as you and I got taught while you know practicing to do national television. Mm-hmm. Ironically. Uh, we name dropping names here by who? Oh, uh, for national television. Um, John Shannon, formerly of Sportsnet. Anthony Chichone, on uh, formerly of the Score, currently with Anthem. Um, and I know you're in it. Well, maybe not on the TV side, but I know he he might be your all time favorite prof, Mr. Ray Williams. Well, he taught us to do professional radio for sure. Ray has definitely always been a favorite of mine. I'll get a chance to see him on Tuesday. Well, you and I get to go to graduation, formally get our diplomas, and say we're official graduates of the College of Sports Media. Mm-hmm. So that'll be nice to finally be able to say that, Cajun, and not act like we're just, you know, guys who went or guys who graduated as well. Yep. Oh, that's a big, that's a big girl move there from John Paul Jones. Double team underneath the basket and somehow muscles that in. And she got basically doubled as she did it. She got like doubled as she put the ball basically on the on the ground and said, come get it. And then bullied her way up and got it in as she's matched by Asia Wilson with a mid-range two. That's Asia Wilson's bread and butter from just about 15 to 18 feet out. And Kayla Thornton just responded with a three. And the Liberty are up eight. You got to think Becky Hammond is not only incensed, obviously, with that previous call that went against her team, but she's probably just as incensed with her own team because they, the Las Vegas Aces, they start off the game hot, you know, Gray's three, Young's couple of threes. They've really struggled basically since those moments, since those 
first maybe four or five minutes of the first quarter, they have really struggled in the last, last say, eight minutes or so of game time. Mm. Will, what, what do you think about the fit check on Candace Parker, by the way? As I quickly run back to my stream, I'm trying to get a look at it because everyone stands up in my way, Cage. I'm not sure I like that shirt, Cage. I'm not sure, I'm not sure what exactly that is. It looks like a Hawaiian shirt with a Jackson Pollock painting, and I'm not exactly a fan of Jackson Pollock. Abstract's not my type of art. <laughs> Jones wide open for three. No good. And I'm kind of surprised that wasn't over a backward backward violation because of the controlled tip. I do want to mention here, Cage. We talked about how both teams were had these big inside presences that we haven't really seen much of yet. And obviously, John Cole Jones coming back in the game is a big help for the New York Liberty in that. But the Aces have gone kind of big. Chelsea Gray's out of the game right now. And they have Alicia Clark staying on the floor, who was the sub for, uh, I'll say that's Kia Stokes. So that would mean they have technically three forwards on the floor right now, which would then you'd think, okay, that must mean the Aces have an advantage on the inside. So they're going to be putting the ball Near Aja Wilson, as she takes two free throws, number two is also a make, so she goes two for two from the line. And Plum, I believe that might be her second foul, so that's going to be something interesting to watch. And I wonder if she'll just come out for Gray. As again, Gray right now is sitting on the bench. But it's going to be kind of interesting because, again, when you have three bigs on the floor— Normally, it's hard to switch everything when you've got those bigs because you're worried about mismatches as Jonquil Jones again bullies her way through Stokes and gets the lay-in. Tough shot by Asia Wilson over Brianna Stewart, who played just as bad as, great de as, as a great defensive possession as you could. And I'm wondering if that's Asia Wilson's second foul or Plum's third. How did Wilson make that shot over Brianna Stewart? That is ridiculous. Looks like they're singling out Aja, so I think it's Aja's second as Liberty are still up five. And now Becky Hammond's trying to figure that out too. That's bold by Kelsey Plum to go under the screen on Vandersloot. Vandersloot didn't couldn't take advantage of that. Young trying to dance on UNESCO. Short on the fadeaway and rebounded by Stewart. And now UNESCO short on the triple. And now another possession headed by Jones. That's two straight offensive rebounds for the Liberty. 
Oh, Manders was wide open. And she was short. And it should be back possession to the Liberty. As that is almost three consecutive offensive rebounds for the New York Liberty. And that's three straight threes that they could not make. And A.J. Wilson's incensed they gave that to the other team. They, she is incensed that they didn't get that possession back. But how how much of a relief this is, is this for John Quill Jones? Having to guard... Having to deal with Asia Wilson and the Aces back when she was with the Connecticut Sun. No disrespect to the Sun. No disrespect to the Sun, but I think the Liberty are this Liberty team's an upgrade. Especially being on this Liberty team with Brianna Stewart, Sabrina Unescu. I mean, I don't think that's much of a much of a debate cage. I think that's kind of just a fact that you're playing with arguably some of the best teams constructed in the WNBA history. And I mean that, that these are arguably two of the best teams ever constructed in the WNBA. Mm -hmm. When you think about the talent involved. Yep. And, and the, the coaches involved and, and all of that. As another TV timeout, of course, after I, I'm going to say it wasn't a timeout. It is just a TV timeout they will do between halfway through basically every quarter. Yep. Not back just yet, but now, of course, right as I said that, they are back. But this is a very important TV timeout for Vegas because they got to make a chunk out of this lead. Right now it's only five. But they haven't been able to stop New York Liberty on defense, which it'll be very interesting to see when slash if they'll be able to do that again with reigning defensive player of the year, Aja Wilson, with some other great stoppers. Again, if they're running three forwards, that should help them in the post offensively and defensively. But now they're starting to get into foul trouble, which will also definitely cause some have some cause for concern. And right off the timeout, Jones misses the three in Chelsea Gray, who has just mic'd up. That's a rebound. And again, I talked about the four possession what a enders. There by Jones on Gray. That was great help by Jones that she got her own rebound as well. Because a block doesn't mean anything, and it doesn't mean anything, Cage, unless they get the rebound. She basically skied and got the rebound. And what's and really concerning for the Liberty is Vandersloot having a lot of wide-open chances. So the Aces are basically daring Vandersloot to beat them, and she has not done that just yet. Yeah, she's um, she was actually one for one from three uh, before that shot, allegedly. As I actually know, I checked the – I update the scoreboard. She's actually one for three from three she's 0 and two from two and she's one for five on the night as now to the line goes gray or pardon me goes plum and jones really making her presence felt early 10 points eight rebounds in a block and what a tough finish there from kelsey plum over vandersloot 
And I got to mention for John Quill Jones, had a very uneven first half of the season, but post-All-Star break, it's like a switch flip for her. And to make matters worse for Vandersloot, she gets called for an offensive foul. And in spite of the struggles that the Aces are going through, they're only down, up, down by two with a chance to take a lead here. Well, again, Kajan, we talked about the supporting cast needed to be good. If to dictate who are going to win these games. And if Courtley Vandersloot is going to be, I'm not going to say bad, but subpar, sub what she normally is, you've got to give the advantage to the Aces, even though, you know, Aja Wilson doesn't have what normally what she gets. Actually, she has 10, so I probably should stop lying to myself. And Young's got nine for Las Vegas. So, you know, Vandersloot goes ice cold. Then you got to think that gives the, the Aces the advantage as they tie the game. And to make matters worse, and, and, and to make things worse, Kelsey Plum's got five straight points, and we're all tied up at 35 with four minutes to go here in the first half, and Aces with a 7-0 run of their own. Spencer, now we said this was going to be, now, ever since these two teams were constructed, this was circled as a dream finals matchup. And it's lived up to the billing and more. I easily have to agree with that. This has been definitely one of the best starts to a game I've had a chance to see. And again, it's they hit another TV timeout. It has just been iron against iron, steel sharpens steel in this. WNBA Finals Game 1. And again, this is only Game 1. The games are only going to get better from here. Which is the even scarier part. It's because the games get more important after you win or lose. And we've talked about the star, uh, star power on both these rosters. But then there's also star power on the, on the coaching staff too. Becky Hammond. Becky Hammond um, in her first season. It's a championship. But then on the Liberty side, Sandy Brondello, she's been on this stage and has won it all with the Phoenix Mercury back in 2014 too. So both these coaches know what it takes to win on the biggest stage. And who's, which coach is going to make the more, the most correct, the most, the most adjustments that ultimately will help her team win at the end at the end of it, like you can look at it a couple ways, Kate. You can look at it as which coach will make the best adjustments, as you said. You can also look at it from the other point of view of who's going to make the most mistakes, who's going to not make the most adjustments, who's going to make the most mistakes, as in personnel, as in you know making making certain adjustments or or changing certain things or not changing certain things. Mm-hmm. So again, it's that double-edged sword of you know. Because 
I know depending on who you listen to will depend on how important coaching is. I think coaching, especially in basketball, is very important. NBA basketball, different thing. But college ball, lower lower levels, and I include WNBA ball, because in my experience between the men's and women's game, the men's game normally is a lot more fluid because of the guys. They don't run a lot of sets. They don't run a lot of stuff, basically. It's a lot of fluidity, iso ball type of stuff. The women's game is a lot more structured, a lot more run this set, run this play, run this defense, which I personally like more. I will openly say I I prefer more, which is why I always preferred doing stats for the women's team and the men's team in high school. Because I was the statistician for St. Mary's High School in Owen Sound. I was statistician for four years for the men's team, three years for the women's team because I played football for one fall, which was a bad idea. Openly was a bad idea. Still loved it. It's a bad idea. My five foot four oh my, white oh. guy. I gotta interrupt you. I gotta inter- interrupt you here for a second because Marin Johannes just did it again. Fade so, away three. So nice. We had to see it thrice, Cajun. I don't know how she's making those. I don't know how she's making those. Well, here's the thing about shooters, Spencer. And I don't know if you'll relate to this because. It's okay. I, I, I know I know you don't, Cajun, so it's okay. Continue your, continue your thought. Uh, I don't know, man. When you're hot, you're high. You, you just need to see you just need to see one triple fall. And for a player that, that was as cold as she was, all playoffs long. The minute you see one three fall, it's like the basket is as wide. It, it's like the basket's as wide as the ocean. Now, is that a cliche? Yeah, probably. But um the way she's shooting the ball, it very well applies here. And and to mention that, Cajun, right now the Liberty points off the bench is 14 compared to the Aces zero. And guess who's got all, or I guess 11 of those 14? Johannes. Johannes. And she had 17 points in the Commissioner's Cup game against the same Aces team, who seemingly does not have an answer for her as Vandersloot's Subpar night continues with another foul, and she's going to get subbed out as UNESCO comes in. And I want to mention, Cage, you said the cliche of it's as wide as the ocean. I'll say that's funny because you can hit water if you couldn't hit the ocean, you fell out of a boat. So, you know, it all works out, Cage. I'm not exactly sure how Alicia Clark got that foul. I should not go to the line. As she and drove in. The Liberty, as well as they've played in this first half, has, have had some very inopportune ha, have had some fouls at inopportune times because Alicia Clark did not really have anything going for her, even with that up fake. The sixth player of the year has not really got things going scoreless right up until that free throw draw. Uh, right until she made that free throw. The last thing you want to do if you're the Liberty is get her going as well. And, and that is to mention, Cage, that she did one of the things that I hate she makes one of two of her free throws that I used to pull my hair out. What? Wait, 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 wait. Time out, time out, time out. What just happened? 
I, I don't know how to explain it, Cajun. I, I just watched Johannes moving off one foot, hit a three. She's got 14. And that's an ugly pass by Johannes, so maybe that'll cool her off. But talk about a heat check. That's too easy there for Kelsey Plum. Look, look, look like me in the back of my Knob Hill days. Look, never look like you. Don't lie to yourself. <laughs> I'd be chucking up that that ball. Oh no, I don't know you. I, I don't know you take that shot. I doubt you make that shot. Hey, hey, man. See me play basketball. You'd question some of the shots that I made. What? Oh, oh, I, I'm lost for words. Like enough about me for a second. Like Mourinho on is, and then that slicks that sly smile at the end. You know what that shot reminds me of? And it's not, again, it's not an exact replica. It's actually a very different shot, but it's the same idea. I'm not, I don't know if you remember it, to be completely honest, because you don't watch college ball. But it was the Jalen Suggs, um, Drew Timmy, Corey Kispert, Gonzaga team that played Baylor in the national championship. They were supposed mm-hmm. to play in the regular season. That game got canceled, which pissed me right off because I wanted to watch that game because I knew they were going to be the two best teams in college basketball. Anyway, they played a game that they scored 90 points. In. I think they played Kansas, but regardless, it was a tournament game, like a pre, uh, an in-season tournament game. Corey Kispert got a handoff, a drop, uh, uh, direct handoff as a trailer. He shot the ball from like 35 feet and he hit it. It was a heat check from the corner. It was a, a direct ball handoff from Suggs. It was the entire intention. He literally just crossed half court, got basically to the three-point line, turned around, threw it to Kispert, who stepped in and took a three from 35 feet, and he hit it. And my jaw hit the ground because it was like his third straight make. And I literally went, I don't know how he hit that shot because it was from so far back. You know, I'm going to use the bar that uh, Amon Shumpert used, you know. He shot that little rock and hit it from Arkansas. That, that that's a that's a hard that's a hard bar there. Yeah, I, I know he actually used it for um, it was the hypothetical if like Kevin Durant wore a wig and played in the M- or WNBA, what would happen? Uh, and I, and, I, and obviously Iman Shumpert laughed and went, "What do you think would happen?" Because <laughs> what what do you think would happen if Kevin Durant put on a wig and played tried to play women's basketball at six ten to seven feet tall with shoes on? And can shoot from 40 feet with a men's ball. As the Liberty continue their lead as John Quill Jones bits it back up to five. Here with a minute and a half left in the second quarter. And I believe if she hasn't had a double-double, well, she's one rebound shy of a double-double. Young, they need this three, and she got it from downtown. She had eight first-quarter points. And that's a much-needed basket for Jackie Young. And then Brianna Stewart says, anything you can do, I can do better, knocking down a three of her own. 47-42 for the the Liberty. And that was a step away from the three-point line cage. That was not like, oh, right near the line. That was a pretty pretty deep shot. That was a pretty normal three for me, man. In my opinion, after some of the th- some of the st- some of the shots from okay. Johannes that we've witnessed, excluding Johannes, who has hit <laughs> one footers, has hit hit a couple movers, 
shots that if I watched a kid take in a high school game, I'd pull out of the game. You know, in fairness. And Cage, another thing that you and I could not have guessed in a trillion years, the leading scorer for the New York Liberty with 46 seconds left in the second quarter in the first half is Johannes. And I don't know how to explain how confused I am and how she's made some of these shots. Well, she's shown a prowess for knocking down big threes in the commissioner's commissioner's cup against the aces. She actually led the team in scoring with 17 in that game, if I'm not mistaken. But her knocking down four threes is not a surprise. The, the manner in, she's in, in which she's knocking down those threes, though? Holy. And especially the last one that she made, it was like, what did I just watch? And now I will take your point, Cage. And finally, after you continue to say it, shooters shoot and blah, 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 and hogwash, I'm going to actually take your point and make sense out of it. Confidence is a magical thing. And to have the confidence to take a moving one-footed three, like you're taking a floater, is astonishing to me. I wouldn't take a one-footer from three feet away from the basket, let alone 25 to 28 feet from the, from the three-point line. Spencer, let me just say this. If this was a game of horse, this game would have been long over by now. I don't even know who the, who, the, uh, who the aces would have shoot those shots. Like Plum? Young, maybe? Maybe Gray? And I'm not saying they wouldn't hit him. I'm saying what? Who would you elect to go take that shot? Like, yeah, go have fun. Go try, go try to take that shot. Like, I can't. Honest, honestly, as Stewart lays it up in it, I thought she, when Johannes was up in the air, I thought she was going to take that three. And it wouldn't have shocked me if it went in, too. As Liberty have a chance here with basically one second separating shot clock and game clock to end this game with this possession. It looks like it's what they're going to do. And 4.6 seconds to go as the Liberty turned the ball over. And... Plum gets blocked by guess who? Marine Johannes. Johannes, excuse me. So not only is she getting it done from behind the arc, but she's showing off her defensive prowess too. And in a game in which Courtney Vandersloot has struggled mightily, 
the fact that it hasn't mattered is instrumental as as she's now part of the sideline interview which actually makes sense cuz i think she's still leading the team in points to end the quarter I don't want to mention they have a translator with her. So obviously, you know, English is not her strong suit. As she is from France. So now that I know she's from France, I might try that last name, Cajun. I know you're gonna know it. Is it Marin? Marine? It's Marine. It is actually pronounced Marine. It's spelt like Marine, but I wouldn't have thought it said like that if she was French. Because as we do have Quebec, I do have some experience with the way they pronounce French names. And obviously Quebec and France aren't the same thing, but they speak relatively the same language, same dialect, different dialect of the same language, same language. But Johannes leads the team for the Liberty, and he's tied for the game lead with Kelsey Plum. Who really showed out in that second quarter. Lost, lost in the theatrics from Johannes. Um, Kelsey Plum had herself a good ha, has her ha, has herself a good first half. And I will mention we are done the first half. So, in the halftime festivities, as Johannes, I just I don't know where to go from this cage. Like I don't know how to like. This is like watching Lillard hit that shot over PG. Like, you don't know how to explain what you're feeling. You just nah, saw... No, 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 no. This is crazier than Lillard. Because Lillard, it's sort of those shots that he knocks down, except that was just from, like, way deep. With PG in his face. With PG in his face, nonetheless. But those are shots... But... That's a step back. That's a step back three. Not not some skip to my Lou three that Marine Johannes is doing. And it's only the first half. Like what we've seen what we've seen in this first half has been madness. Lean in. One-legged threes. Like, I'm not sure if I'm watching the WNBA Finals or a glorified game of horse. At this point, I think a glorified game of horse. And it's like, and if you're the Aces, how can, how do you guard that? And and the and the funniest part out of all this, she's missed one three, and the one three that she's missed was a relatively standstill three, and arguably her best look of the night. Which is funny to me. And I do want to mention here, Cajun, that I think this is a, is a fun stat. And I can't tell you when this game happened. You probably will know. So I'm just going to say it. And if I don't actually, there you go. I, I just read when it was. So you know what? We're good. Last July, so July 7th of 2022, these two teams had the highest scoring game ever in the WNBA. 116-107, Liberty beating the Aces. I am not saying this game is going to eclipse that. But do not be surprised if one of these, I'm going to say five games, because I both predicted five games 
in favor of, I believe, the Aces. Mm-hmm. If one of these games does not, if if not surpass it, get darn near close. Because if these two teams just double what they did in the first half going into this second half, the final scores would be 98 to 90. I'm trying to do the math quick in my head to be a six-point differential. So 98 to 92. Mm-hmm. That'd be a final. Which is not that far away from 116-107. In all honesty. And again, as you mentioned with the Liberty, they're up by three with Vandersloot not shooting well. And obviously, Johannes is shooting really well, which already makes you kind of shake your head like, you know, that, that can't last, you wouldn't think. But I wouldn't have thought she took a shot with on one foot from 25 feet and hit it. And guess what she did? We just we just have to look at this again. I mean, this deserves a second look. Like her first basket was actually a, a cut to the basket and a layup, and then the leaning threes, and then it was leaning threes galore. Leaning and moving. She basically barely planted her feet to shoot it, and then there is the I don't even know what to call that. Cajun, the, the one-footed three. I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think, call it like a fade, because she technically is still moving, but it's like not a fade. It was like she's she, she was leaning away from the basket, too. Like, she literally just jumped off one foot and pulled it. And the this postseason, for the Liberty, she shot 15% from the field, one for 10 from three. She had five total points. In the first five games of the postseason. She's already got 14. In this one. She's 4 for 5 from 3. 5 for 6 from the field. 83 field goal percentage. 83% field goal percentage. Something about the aces man. Something about the aces. Brings out the best out of Marine. Johannes. And it make... also, it's also like. Masking the fact that. We're talking about Courtney Vandersloot's struggles. Sabrina Unescu has four points, and had it not been for the threes that Johannes is dropping, John Quill Jones, a near double double at the at the half, really leaving her imprint on this game on the inside. Twelve points, nine rebounds, and five of eight from the four, which is sixty three percent. Just, just a tad under 63%. She's arguably won the ba- like. We we were talking about the battle between Stewart and Wilson, but she's arguably been better than both of them. And I also want to mention this, Cajun. So WNBA games are 40 minutes. They're four quarters of 10 minutes each. Johannes' most minutes played is 16 in the last game against the Connecticut. I want to say it's the last game against the Connecticut Sun. No, it was actually game three of the that series against the Connecticut Sun. She didn't play in game four. And she had three points in that win over the Connecticut Sun. But she's already got 10 minutes in this game. And, of course, she has the 14 points we talked, we talked about. Like... This is 
I'm I don't know how to explain it, Cage. I'm trying to think of ways to describe what I'm what I'm trying to say, but the problem is I'm still in awe of what she's been able to do. I guess I'm trying to say is she's basically going to play a lot of the second half, implying she keeps going. And obviously, we don't expect her to keep shooting 83% from the field and and keep shooting that. But if she can still make some shots and shoot with confidence and do this kind of stuff, she's not only going to play a lot in this game, but a lot in this series. Mm -hmm. Because you can't not play a player when they're doing that. And again, that's adjustments. Adjustments teams have to make. And I think I'm going to say a stat right now. We're talking about rebounding, turnovers, all those other stats, three-pointers made. But the biggest difference in this game, 17-2 to two in bench points for the Liberty. Which is 14 of which, of the 17 for the Liberty, is Johannes. Plus 15 in bench points in a game which the Liberty are up by three, as I believe Barclays Center has there uh, has a watch party for game one of the WNBA finals and they liking what they're they're liking what they're seeing. And also to mention, Cage, I I don't know how to I'm guess I'll give you both ideas, Cage, and I want you to explain how you feel. I don't know if the Aces should feel happy or or upset or angry at how this game has gone. Because they're down by three to Liberty, as we've talked about. But to be down by three to Liberty and their leading scorer to be Johannes, to have 14 points off the bench for Johannes, does that give you confidence to think, okay, there she won't be able to replicate what she's doing. We can win this game. Because we're only down by three, and one of their bench players had to drop 14 to get them up by three. Or are you angry because now you're thinking, well, Inescu hasn't showed up yet. Vanderswift hasn't shown up yet. Laney hasn't shown up yet. A little bit of both, to be honest. Because you can't think that Johannes will continue her production from the first half. But then again... They've seen this already from Johannes in the Commissioner's Cup. And the scary part is you're only down you're you're down three with UNESCO and Vandersloot having a combined two field goals made and a combined seven points. It's a scary it's a scary thought. Now, on the flip side of that, Alicia Clark has not gotten it going. So you would expect her to be a lot better in that second half. But that's but Johannes, who was, I believe, one of ten from downtown heading into game one of the WNBA finals. That's another threat now that you have to worry about, which which will now open up the floor on the inside and driving lanes for Brianna Stewart, post touches for John Quill Jones, and more open shots for Vandersloot who I expect will have a better second half as well as UNESCO. So that it's 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 another threat that I don't think Las Vegas was expecting heading into this heading into this game. And now that's another factor that they have to worry about. I uh, want to mention Laney as well. If you combine Vandersloot, Laney, and Inescu, three of their five starters, they have th- they are three for twelve total from the floor. They have a total ten points. 
in this game, and the Liberty are still up 49-46 at the half. And you got to give their starters credit. Their starters have – the Aces starters haven't been the issue, but it's the bench. Specifically, Johannes. Mm-hmm. 